Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Becoming Super Podcast. I am Scott Councilman. And I'm Angelica Councilman. And today we're going to give you 12 steps on how to improve your self-image. So I highly suggest that you get your notepads out and get a mm-hmm. pen or a pencil to write with. Yep. And full disclosure, uh, we did not make this up. I actually no. heard this on a podcast from one of our mentors and I just thought it was like an awesome, actionable plan mm-hmm. that, you know, you could really take and implement. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Yeah. And honestly, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody learns things differently. You might hear the same thing from somebody else, but it might not resonate with you because it doesn't go to your train of thought, if that makes sense. Everybody has mm-hmm. a different train of thought. So that everybody just kind of repackages in their own way and some resonate, some don't. Yeah. And this is near and dear to my heart, especially because... For the majority of my life, I had insanely low self-esteem. I would go so far as to say I had zero. Uh, mm, for I think I had enough for both of us. Quite <laughs> for quite a long time in my life. Um, and, you know, over the past couple of years, I've done a lot of work on myself. I've read, I've done, you know, taken action um, to improve my self-image and how I saw myself and how I presented myself to others. And, um, you know, it just completely changed my life. So, And I can attest to that. Yeah. You've come a long way since we've been together. Yeah. I mean, super long journey. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Humble myself a little bit. Well, <laughs> I think everyone so should be growing and improving throughout the course of their life. Um, yeah. If somebody says, oh, man, you changed or, oh, man, she changed, well, congratulations. That's, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. So, yeah. you know, this is how life is. Change is just inevitable. Yeah. But... We digress. Yeah. Let's jump into it. The 12 ways. Number one. Number one is your appearance. Now, I don't want anyone to think that this is like a cocky kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to go out looking bougie in, you know, really expensive clothes all the time. But it's just, you know, being neat and clean and looking put together. What is your hygiene like? You know, are your clothes wrinkled and sloppy and torn? Um, Or, you know, do you look like you take some pride in what you look like? Good example is this. If anybody's seen recent videos of me, you've probably seen that nasty beard that I had. I don't even know if you can call it that. Uh, So now I have trimmed it up Mm -hmm. and it looks a whole lot better. But, you know, that's just one of the things that you can do, especially for guys. Um, hygiene, brush teeth, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, have your hair put together. I mean, because the fact is, is yeah, it, maybe it shouldn't be this way, but it is this way. Is that people will judge by appearance? Yeah, that, the first instinct. I mean, that just that just mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, so you know, if you look put together, people want to talk to you, you look approachable, things mm-hmm. like that, and that goes into a whole other thing as well. But yeah, but yeah. again, it's not saying mm-hmm. you know you have to be. You know, for girls, you don't have to have full face of makeup and your hair perfectly done and all of that. Yeah. You know, I just, especially now when I leave the house, instead of just wearing whatever, my hair is a crazy mess. Like I'll take five minutes to put my hair up nice or like, you know, smooth it down. Um, and then I'll make sure whatever I put on, whether it's leggings and a workout shirt or jeans and a t-shirt, I make sure that it's not, you know, completely wrinkled. Like I just pulled it out from under the bed and threw it on. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter, like, if you go into even, like, a car, um, because I know what I was taught in school was, like, oh, you know, people want to see you roll up in this nice car for my my traditional business that we run is the chiropractic. 
So that's what they were talking about. And I was like, no, not necessarily. As long as you it's clean and it looks like you you took care of yeah. it, that's all that matters. You don't need to roll like roll up in a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Like, so that appearance goes beyond just your yeah. physical appearance, like yourself, but also your car, your yeah. home. Are you keeping those things like clean and tidy? Because you know the way you take care of things is a reflection of how you perceive yourself, mm-hmm. and others are going to take that as how you perceive yourself as well. So if you roll up in your car and it's like you open the door and 5 million water bottles fall out and there's like McDonald's bag in the back from two weeks ago, people are going to think that you don't care about yourself and why should they care about you? Yeah. Or they're, they're not going to think that you would care about them either. If you're, especially in our industry, the network marketing industry, how can others expect that you would care about them and their life if you are not taking care of your own? Yeah, because you're going to help somebody else, and that's the only way in this business is people helping business, uh, helping each other. You can't, you you won't be successful until you help somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, how are they supposed to trust you if you roll out with all these yeah. plastic bottles on your floorboard of your car? And I'm guilty of that. <laughs> okay, so, I have, I have a couple of excess cans in my car. I need to go get out right now, but. You know, just in general, how are you taking care of the things that you already own? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the most important thing. Absolutely. So, appearance. That's the number one. Uh, number two is going to be posture. I know. Scott loves this one. Boom! <laughs> he yelled at me the other day because <laughs> I, I was working on something very intently. So, I was like hunched over my laptop like a little gremlin, like with, you know, my face right in the screen as I was going through things. He's like... Dang, sit up. Like, put your shoulders back. Yeah, so I was like, my neck hurts. I don't know why. I'm like, well, there goes a reason. Yeah, like that meme that's like, my back always hurts and I don't know why. And it's like me and they're sitting in a computer chair, like, hunched over like a shrimp or something. Well, and this is it. Like, posture, it's really just one millimeter of difference. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are your shoulders rolled forward and your chest sunk back? If you just take that one millimeter, I think even, I think Tony Robbins got it. This is nothing new. I think Tony Robbins talks about this, if I'm correct, in one of his videos. Um, it's just a one millimeter of difference of making like a making yourself feel good. It's putting yeah. out that sternum, that chest, and getting your shoulders tucked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always think put your shoulder blades in your back pocket, yeah. back and down, um, and that will make you that your energy levels will rise just from that. If mm-hmm. you even do it right now, just practice it right now. Just you you feel your energy rise and you'll feel your confidence go up just yeah. from doing that. Yeah, um, and that's that's pretty. I know you can't say like that for 100% of the time, but, you know, um, but that can make you feel uh, different as if you're walking into a meeting or if you're going to talk to somebody, you know, different things. I was going to say, especially if you're, you know, meeting somebody or you're in a group meeting or in a public area, you know, make sure that you are paying attention to how you're sitting, how you're standing, how you're walking, because it not only increases your energy, makes you feel better, makes you feel more confident. But it also portrays that confidence to others. Mm-hmm. And it makes people more attracted to you that you are a confident person. Absolutely. So yeah. shoulders back, stand up, have yourself um, open. Like yeah. when you have your shoulders back and you're looking forward, people see that you are open to them approaching you as opposed to, I'm sure we've all seen this and we probably all have done this. Somebody who has their shoulders forward, they're hunched forward, they're looking at the ground or looking at their phone, and that person just seems completely unapproachable. Closed. You don't want to talk to them. 
They look like they don't want to talk to you. It's an open versus closed system. Yeah. If you're open, you got your energy coming out. You're projecting that energy. Not getting too far into like woohoo world, but you know you are projecting that energy to people that you are approachable, uh, and they'll be more willing to talk to you, and vice versa, you'll be more willing to talk to them. Uh, And so it's all how you stand, your walk. I'm not saying you gotta have like some kind of limp with your walk or anything like that, (laughs) Uh, but just walk with some some confidence behind it. Some purpose. Yeah, some purpose. You know, that's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, Obviously, whenever you're talking to people as well, posture goes just beyond um, beyond the physical. Um, you know, putting posture on people, letting them know, like, you're in control of the conversation. Especially, and this is, goes towards more of, like, network marketing and meetings, Yeah, should I say. Um, that you're in control of the conversation when you're when you're prospecting mm-hmm. um, somebody that, you know, you're, you know what you're looking for. You're the buyer, not the seller here. Mm-hmm. Um, also that, that you're not, like, a weak individual who's going to let somebody run over you. Yeah, exactly. Or and this doesn't mean to be rude. Dreams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Not to be rude. But you're just putting some posture there um, through absolutes. And that's going to be next anyway. But, um, you know, you just got to make sure you talk with confidence there and let them know that you're in control of the conversation. Again, you're the buyer, not the seller. And that's more for meetings. Eye contact in any conversation is important. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people nowadays don't have it because they're used to looking at their phones. So they're looking down the ground, looking by you. It's, yeah. Yeah. And smiling at people, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I think that was one of the biggest ways that I started to change myself um, was to make it a a hat, well, turn into a habit, but um, make it an intention of mine that when I was out, like whether it was the grocery store or if I'm, you know, sitting at the local coffee shop working, that if somebody looks in my direction, I make eye contact and smile. And if they're close enough, I'll say, hi, how are you? And that was a huge hurdle for me to overcome. I felt insanely uncomfortable <laughs> for a long time doing that. But now it's just a habit. And you never know whose day you can brighten. Because like Scott said, most people are staring at their phone. They're trying to avoid looking at other people, trying to avoid conversation. And people crave that. Like, we crave attention. We mm-hmm. crave interaction with other people. And a lot of times we're deprived of it. So just making that you know, one second smile, hello, can make somebody's day. Absolutely. And I think we kind of already touched on it with posture. The third one here is speak confidently. Yeah. Uh, I believe we just kind of glossed over a little bit. Um, so speak confidently. This is something that I actually had to work on. If most people can't, maybe you can, maybe you can't. Uh, you can probably notice it in some of it. But I was born legally deaf. Um, so I had to work on a lot of speech therapy. Occasionally, uh, you'll still hear me mumble. Um, so I had to get over that. I didn't like to talk to people just because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, knowing that I just had to kind of, I had to practice at it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll never get good if I don't practice at it and start talking to people. But even then, like sometimes because of that hesitation, I have a glitch kind of going on in my brain with that hesitation and I'll, I'll kind of botch up some of the words. Um, so that happens on occasion, but it, it's a whole lot better than what it was. And now I can speak confidently knowing that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people don't know because I've done a lot of practice with it. But occasionally the mumble will still still come out. And I'm pretty sure you can go probably go back in one of these mm-hmm. episodes and hear at least maybe one or two. Um, but it's a whole lot better than it used to be. But that's something I used to be self-conscious about. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because when I was younger, I had a lisp. And I had to do speech therapy for that. And in conjunction with me just being or feeling like I was a shy person, 
I tended to mumble a lot or just like talk very quietly because I felt unsure of myself and I didn't want to like bother anyone with my thoughts and my ideas. So, you know, I've had to learn how to speak with confidence. I've had to learn how to project my voice, uh, speak from my diaphragm as I learned in cheerleading. Yes. But <laughs> And it's just practicing. And, you know, I feel like this podcast has helped me a lot oh, in sure learning how to do that. Completely different from the first one <laughs> to now. And even we never released the first, first ones. Yeah. Because we, we, it was that bad. We yeah. were like, we can't hear that. Yeah. Uh, so we just kept practicing at it. But, I mean, I'm sure we probably sound a little bit different than the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, speak confidently. That's going to be that's something that you're just going to have to practice. Yeah. You know, that's just something you're going to have to get over and just kind of. Put yourself out there. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And um, don't let anybody, you know, judge you for it, whatever it may be. You know, you just move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think a lot of people can uh, relate to some of that topic there. Yeah. But number four. Number four is my favorite. Yeah, that, I figured that was yours. <laughs> number four is to manage your money well. So coming from a background of a lot of debt and having zero idea about how to manage my money you know, what money really could do for me. Mm-hmm. I wasted so much and I would act like credit cards were free money. I racked up so much debt that way. And I really felt like, you know, I was making good money at my job, but I was flustered because I'm living paycheck to paycheck, trying to pay off all these credit cards and everything. And I just kind of felt like a mess. And once I started to learn how to control my money and be intentional with how I was spending it, it really changed a lot of things in my life. It made me feel like more powerful, not in like a greedy kind of way, but it made me feel like I had control in my life and that I could, you know, work towards the things that I wanted in my life. And speaking to other people's lives on how to manage their money. Yeah. So on my case, I'm the exact opposite. If you haven't noticed a common theme here, um, (laughs) I actually saved my money maybe a little too much mm-hmm. um, because if you save your money, which it's a good concept, but it's never going to get you financially free if that's something that you're looking for, which mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably something that you it's on your mind, uh, something along those lines. Um, but that's not going to grow your money uh, yeah. at all. So that I was the exact opposite. I just kept saving it, throwing it in the bank, didn't do anything with it. And I mean... Now looking back on all that, all the money that I saved and where I could have put it mm-hmm. and where it, it allowed itself to grow uh, from interest, from um, like dividends, stock mm-hmm. market, whatever it may be. Uh, now I wish I would have done that, but I'm glad I learned it anyway, but I'm still careful with it, but I do now do more with my money yeah. instead of just letting it sit there Yeah, um, because that's not going to get you, like I said, it's not going to get you what you want. Um, so for me, I was on the exact opposite. Uh, I, did, I still didn't manage my money well. I just saved it and sat on it. Yeah. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I guess we can move on. Yeah. So number five is to manage your time well. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been in the situation where we were late for an event or someone was late meeting us and it doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make the other person feel good because you're basically telling them that you don't matter. <laughs> you, your time doesn't matter to me. So, yeah. you know. That's that's one of the things that we look for whenever prospecting is that first meeting. Mm-hmm. They'll be late. I mean, it's people. some things happen. Life does happen. Yeah. Get it. Uh, but if it's consistent, 
then we just kind of be like, hey, look, man, this might not be a yeah. good fit for you because um, we need some accountability. I mean, I know for a long time I used to make it literally it was just part of my personality. Like, oh, haha, I'm Hispanic. We're always late. LOL. Yeah. But no, like that was just me being poor with my time management and basically brushing off the fact that I was being inconsiderate to other people. Yeah. And me, uh, it is a very, I don't, I don't know why it is, but it is, it's a very, it's a pet peeve of mine. I cannot stand being late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to be there 15, 30 minutes early, if anything. <laughs> so uh, that that's one of the things that will really kind of ground my gears. Yeah. But also, you know, going beyond that, um, taking control of your time and managing it well allows you to actually get the things done that you need to get done. You know, if you don't have a plan um, and you don't figure out a schedule that works for you, you're going to end up wasting a lot of time and then feeling very flustered when you're trying to get things done. Yeah. So, for example, if you are a family and you know that your mornings are very busy because you're having to get the kids up, get them ready, get them to school, get yourself to work, you know, setting aside that time Sunday night to prep lunches for a day or two is going to save you a lot of headache in the in the mornings. Yeah, and you won't feel rushed and yeah. kind of ruin your whole day. Um, but even moving on with that, number six will be build discipline, which kind of ties into everything, really. Yep. Um, and that's just discipline does equal freedom. And I know that's a hard concept for a lot of people to mm-hmm. get, but... You know, if you don't have your day planned, your week planned, you know, things, goals that you want to hit, then where, how do you know how do you know where to track it, where you're at, mm-hmm. um, within what those do. goals, what to do? Um, so if you stay disciplined and you do that for a consistent amount of time, you're going to get results. Yeah. Um, and that discipline will end up with a happier, fuller life because of that. You'll actually feel like you're in control of your life. And there's some things that you can't control and you just have to let that go. But the things that you can control, that you you can, you'll have, you'll feel more comfortable with moving forward in your life and in your business as well. Yeah. So we've actually done a whole podcast about this. (laughs) I talked about it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because a lot of times what ends up happening is that people wait to feel motivated to do the things that they need to do. And I'm sure that everyone here has realized by now, even if they don't want to admit it, that you don't feel motivated. Most of the time. All the time. Most of the, Most time. of the time. Most of the time, you don't feel motivated. You don't want to do the things you want to do, You need to do. Yeah. Whether that's working out or making some phone calls, building your business, uh, meal prepping, doing your budget, you're not going to want to do that. Mo- Motivation is high the first couple of days. And then yeah. when, now the discipline needs to kick in. Yeah. So you got to build that discipline to do the habits that you need to do on a regular basis, regardless of how you feel. Hey everyone, Angelica here. This episode went on a lot longer than we expected, so we decided to split it into two different episodes. So make sure you come back next week to hear numbers 7 through 12 of How to Improve Your Self-Image. Now, back to the outro. Yeah, so uh, we hope that you guys found some value in this episode. Uh, We want to hear from you, so take a screenshot of this podcast on your phone and tag us on Instagram at ethos underscore legion and let us know like the number one takeaway that you had from this episode. Uh, We'd really love to hear that from you guys. And as always, we don't run ads on this podcast because we hate listening to them on other ones. So we would appreciate you guys sharing this um, with anyone that you think might find some value in it. 
uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. And we have that goal of 100 reviews uh, before our 100th episode. And I know that's obtainable, but we can't do it without you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you support us. You help us go along. Um, if we didn't have you, we wouldn't be doing this because it wouldn't be worth our time. <laughs> uh, but you are listening, and you're taking notes, and you are progressing your lives forward. Uh, and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so our goal is to get 100 five-star reviews before the 100th episode. Yeah. And I think that's completely doable. Um, you can also connect with us on Instagram, ask us questions, DM us, um, any topic ideas that you might have at ethos underscore legion. And also, if you're interested about uh, getting out of debt, um, creating another stream of income, uh, whatever it may be. Having some good association. Having some good association. Um, you can go to ethoslegion.com forward slash join. Yep. All right. We will see you guys next week for another episode. TTFM. TTFM.